this is off the elevator and red-blooded outdoors crossover 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 episode episode. you paused i wasn't sure if you found the word (laughs) i am cornbread slash joe i got co-host mordecai Mordecai. And co-host Rigby. I'm glad I'm Rigby. I don't want to be Mordecai. What's wrong with Mordecai? Rigby's way cooler. Y'all are over there. Y'all are over there. Are you calm? Are you settle? Are you calm? You were acting a mess. You hype, cuz. For real. You you were getting a little off the chain, a little little in the control factor, and you need to reel it in. And y'all are acting like Mordecai and Rigby. Yeah, boy. <laughs> no, we got Jesse. What up? And Cooney. What it is? Cooney is the second half of Red Blooded Outdoors for all y'all off the elevator folks. Jesse is the second half of Off the Elevator for all you Red Blooded Outdoor folks. And these two are acting like numbskulls. What? And, and y'all were ganging up on me. First of all, let's just talk about your countdown. Your five, four, three, two, one, and then your thirty second pause before you started talking. You like really threw it off. What y'all been doing? I'm gonna start with Jesse to give you something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I cannot even tell you. It's been crazy. So I have a sick child at home. Um, it's not the Rona, but Everybody seemed to think it's the Rona just because he's got a sniffly nose and sneezing and coughing. And uh, it's been a little rough from for me working at home with the sick kid. Just saying. But hopefully we're all good. Is it getting better? Yeah, it's not getting worse. So there's that. I mean, I don't know that I'd say better yet, but, you know, we'll see. So it's been a, it's been a little crazy running back and forth and round. Yeah, plus, and she was late. First of all, oh. I was not late, but I did talk mad smack about never being late, and then it took me like an hour and thirty minutes to get you, here. You she, was, she she was late, and then she gets here, and we're talking about go ahead and starting, and then she goes, "Well, I'm gonna need a minute to get ready." <laughs> she. I have to process so I don't act like an idiot. You you was late from the time. You said you was going to be here. That doesn't count. Well, of course well, it does. No, it let's, does not. Let's clarify what daddy counts as late. So if you're supposed to be here at 6, daddy says, okay, that means you're supposed to be here no later than 545. But she told me she was going to be here at 530. I did. And she got here at 602. Oh, well, you was way off then. Well, I, I was late. You're right. All right. I'm not going to fuss with you over that. Raccoonie. You're going to have to back up off that mic a little bit. <laughs> it sounds like... Is it Jason Voorhees? It's... Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I didn't even notice if it's any consolation. <laughs> I did. Says the guy who spits his snuff the whole time. Ugh. Exactly what no. it sounds like. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're, we're not doing that I've today. Done, I've done better. <laughs> And you need to admit it. You have absolutely for off the elevator, but I do listen to Red Blooded, and you do not make an effort in that hey, one, buddy. We're, we're, we're in, it, 
It's because I don't complain about it. I, it don't it don't I, bother me none. Well, it ain't about y'all. It's about all these people listening who and, don't want to and, hear and it. Red blooded, we're in the we're in the mud and the blood, son. We're doing it. We're getting wow. bit by ticks. Plus, my, <laughs> most of the people that listen to Red Blooded are probably doing it while yeah. they're listening. First of all, so. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm going to reference this tick bite situation here. You literally know what to do to avoid being bitten by ticks when you're in the woods, right? To protect yourself from getting diseases. And you won't do it. Now, I, Do you think anybody ever said that to George Washington? First of all, we've had this whole conversation. George Washington also I'm had sure, wooden teeth. I'm sure. <laughs> I think I'm a sure they had the different things they used as repellents. Yeah, I'm you sure. have to use what you have. I'm sure when they got ready to cross the Delaware, somebody was like, "Well, hold on, got to make sure we don't get by, bit by no tick." Well, I mean, it might have been leeches. You don't know. Yeah. If you're I, crossing the Delaware, they weren't worried about that. Ugh. I'm oh. just saying, if you're going to have this outdoorsy podcast teaching folks stuff teach them not to get rocky mountain spotted fever i'm not we did have a guy on there oh Word. elmer gray he, he was the expert telling us mm-hmm. trying to tell y'all just keeping it real oh uh, coney what have you been doing ah here comes the, the moment everybody's waiting for because you know what i've been doing work and school started my senior year wow yeah you're one class I do only have one class right now. What is that one class? Advanced math decision making. Wow. Yeah. I'm not even sure what that is. What is that? Is that like like, statistics? No, it's different. You like take math and apply it to your real world stuff. And what kind of real world world stuff are you applying it to in this class? Well, like right now we've done like area and perimeters and stuff like that to figure out stuff like that. I feel like we're supposed uh, to be Dane learning. Does that. We're <laughs> supposed to be learning like how to do taxes and interest <laughs> rates and stuff like that later on. Nice. I don't know. I never took the class. Before. They teach you how to balance your checkbook. I don't. I don't think anybody that teaches that class uses a checkbook. Wow. Well, you know that's the thing is everything's online. But you still need to know well, what's I, cleared, what I, hasn't cleared. I, I truly agree. You know, you need you need to be able to. Uh, I mean, it up on your head. What if you lose your phone? I mean, I'm not trying to say you got to print out the statement and follow the little grid on the back of it. Man, I used to keep <laughs> boxes. I but remember. I remember mom and daddy every night. They'd sit down and dad'd be like, "Daddy, be looking through the checkbook," and mom would look through it, and then daddy'd look back through it. <laughs> they'd just be sitting there checking each other for like an hour. You yeah, were, you was probably a little not head then. But I remember it. A little not. I used I an Excel spreadsheet for years. I use I use this stuff called cash. Just Stop it. You still need cash. to know. You need to know. You need to be in the know. I don't even think. I think I got the checks that a bank gives you when you first open up your bank account. Right. That's all I've got. Well, but, yeah. I mean, the only thing I write checks for now is for daycare, but that's right. besides the point. Well, Coney is senior year. And I think that's a little late for them to be teaching you that. Don't you? Yeah, I well, guess so. Well, I that's mean, because could, they could. do algebra. So I was telling Dane, they do algebra one, algebra two, and geometry, I think, right? That's what it was when I was in high school. And those were the three. At, at my school, they, they do it and they do all those classes, but they do it in the order you have to take algebra one, then you have to take geometry before you can take algebra two. Interesting. 
So what this class here is this is a class that they just now introduced this year. Okay. Like this is a new class to the school. Interesting. I call it AMDM for short. AMDM. I feel like that's something somebody made up. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, so, but I had remedial co- co- remedial math classes through my first year in college, so I'm really not the one to talk to about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had college algebra and statistics, and uh, the moment I was done with all the math requirements, I was out. Plus, I still got I got to take got to take economics too. Right, but that ain't till after Christmas. Oh, you're seeing you. I don't remember. Yeah, take like econ one and college had to take econ one and two and it was hard. That, that's like a class where you get like half a credit because you'll do economics and then you'll do American government. I feel like my tick bites that I mentioned was way more important than what y'all are talking about right now. Yeah, educa- tick bites way more important than education. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Well, first of all, if you had a little bit of education about tick bites, well, maybe you wouldn't get so many talk, tick bites. Let's talk about the last tick bite you got. On my stomach? Yeah, and you just let it feed on you. Wow. <laughs> now, that took some serious antibiotics. That was one of the very few times I've ever seen but Daddy go to the doctor. That that was a few years ago. I feel like you've had several tick bites since then. Exactly. So, it wasn't my last one. It was the last one that got infected. Wow. How yeah. about, wow. Yeah. So. Okay, go back, red blooded and off the elevator fans, and listen to is it Elmer? Yeah, Elmer Gray. Gray, he'll tell you all about some ticks and maybe. Oh, there's one timer. Sorry about that. That is uh, <laughs> that is episode whatever number, but the title is bitten, stung, and infected. I mean, in the picture is a giant tick. Yeah, Ugh. it is. Maybe you should listen to it again. Lone Star Tick. Hey, it just happens. We was out on the hunting club, bush hogging. Mm-hmm. But cutting, why did it happen? Did you have road. on the stuff? What's the stuff called? What's it called, Cody? Permethrin. That permethrin? Mm-hmm. You spray it on your clothes. Did you have it on your clothes? No. No. Oh, okay. So Actually, maybe bought, if I, you'd had it. I bought that stuff and we sprayed it on our clothes one time. But it lasted through all of turkey season. Wow. Look, it works and you still don't use it? Compared to the number of ticks that I, you usually get off of you? I would say... I. I didn't really see an impact that big with it, honestly, because because you waller. Because the day the day after we sprayed our clothes with that stuff, I did pull a tick off of my pants. One tick versus the uh, tick I didn't see ever. No, what I'm saying is <laughs> one, one tick versus I've got eight or nine ticks off me turkey hunting. Oh God, y'all are grossing me out. You I mean, know, I can't with I can't I could I, I can't. I, I would take one tick over eight or nine any any day. Okay, so here here's my proposition for you. Would you rather it be one tick bite or a bunch of checker bites? Uh, first of all, the two things are not the same. No, they're not. But chiggers are aggravating as far, son. <laughs> <laughs> they are aggravating as far. That they, is, I mean, okay. They will wear your tail out. I'm going to take the chigger bites because you I am too. You don't want that weird meat disease. Word. I'm not trying to die, and right. I feel like I don't know anybody who knows anybody who knew anybody who died of chiggers. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. tick bite will make you take a dirt nap. I remember a tick bit me that that same day. <laughs> Same. Remember, I was sitting in the passenger seat, and I was like, what in the world? And then I just reached over on my side and pulled it off. I, I remember that, too. Yeah, I just gagged. I just threw up on my mouth a little. Mm. 
All right, enough about the ticks. Wow. Enough. Mm-mm. I think that was grosser than talking about the ticks. <laughs> what about this cup of hot chocolate you're drinking? What? That this, is, that is, is it half and half? That's breakfast drink. No, I meant the coffee. Is it half decaf, half regular? Yeah. Well, thank God I won't be up all night. This is what Joseph calls breakfast drink. It's not really coffee because she's put she's added so many different additives to it. Well, it's definitely not really coffee when Joe made it today because the coffee is weak. You needed another, another tablespoon. I just hating on your coffee what, skill. What do y'all think about this crossover episode? There's a reason behind this. Everybody's probably thinking, whoa, what in the world is going on? Ticks and throwing up in your mouth. And <laughs> throw it, Nobody said anything about throwing up in your mouth. Jesse just did. Oh, uh, he I missed it. tuned out then. <laughs> and breakfast drink and all this other senior class math and all this other mess. Hey, you ask us what's up. If you don't want to know, don't ask. What's up with you? Word. Mm. Uh, last week was a year since I quit drinking alcohol. What? Alcohol. August 8th, correct? August the 8th. That's right. When I went to the Lord and told him I needed some help. And uh, bam. What's today's date? You still got bit by a tick. <laughs> August the 11th. So that was Sunday, wasn't it? August the 8th. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. I, uh, it went by quick, but it don't seem like it went by quick. I know it has that weird effect that, you know, the fast, first, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. The first few days, as I was counting them down, felt like months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I'd have to say for me... Now, this ain't for everybody, right? But I would have to say after about month nine, seemed a lot better. Yeah, that was about, mine was right, you know, it was after six and before, and right before nine, so yeah. it was close. So I would say after about month nine, uh, the steam started to pick up, you know. And what does that mean? Uh, less cravings more understanding right uh what do you think contributed to that the most for those folks that uh god wonder god right well i mean can you elaborate joseph you're asking for articulation <laughs> i'm asking for articulation oh uh, or are we want to wait and we, see what comes up in this conversation we're we, about to we do one one word answers on the red-blooded so wow, that's that's what that's why you just answered. I mean, when am I going to get to be a guest on the Red Blooded? Yeah, technically you right are now. now. No, 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 I'm not the guest. I'm another co-host. I'm an equal at this point. So, uh, well, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> don't be trying to take over my base, son. <laughs> I I actually just completed a a challenge, a program called Forty Days. Of deliverance, right? Um, that was put on by Mister John Gardena, right? And he is going to be our guest this evening, and we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff after that. No more ticks or throwing up in our mouth. No. So I'm calling John right now. He's about to be coming in hot. 
Hello. John. What's up? What's going on, brother? Just back at it on the front porch. Back at it on the front porch. We got uh, my youngest son, Cooney, here. Hi, Cooney. What's up? And my good, good friend, Jesse, here. Hi, Jesse. Hi. I was just... How you doing? We was just talking about uh, it being one year since I quit drinking. Yeah. And just got to talking about the completion of um, 40 Days of Deliverance. Yes, sir. And uh, Mr. John had this come to his heart to put this, uh, what do you call it, John, a program, a challenge? Yeah, I, I think we called it a challenge, challenge. the whole time. Yeah. Had, had it on his heart to put this on, and uh, he's, he's the guest here on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about my experience and his experience and what led him to put it on. John, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, my name's John Gardina. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, never moved ever since. Uh, have went to college um, right around here. John Carroll uh, was a history major and then uh, met my wife my senior year. Uh, she also is a teacher, so her and I have been teaching for, I think this is our 17th year. Uh, we live in Cleveland Heights, which is a suburb east of Cleveland, and we have four children, Gigi, Benny, Cal, and Elijah. So uh, also a, a coach, coach baseball, coach golf. I uh, do leadership at my school. So that kind of what prompted this challenge was actually my previous experience with leadership so um i think that's a good enough background to just kind of get started who i am and you know where, where i've been oh absolutely absolutely so the 40 talking about the 40 days of deliverance being put on your heart john what uh can you explain that a little bit how that come yeah. about well it kind of came over time um i did I did have a vision or a dream on May 23rd, uh, Sunday morning before I went to work. But previous to that, uh, I've been doing things, tracking my own, um, whatever you want to call it, my check boxes. So waking up and praying was something that was a non-negotiable since like 2015. Uh, exercising every day, um, praying before bed. Um, those are those are like the cornerstones, and obviously reading enriching my brain with podcasts or YouTube videos. But as the year went on, uh, in the spring, there was a, a podcast by, uh, oh, it's I think the order, not the order of men, it's Ryan, it's Ryan Mickler. Right. And um, he, had, he, had, he has a book that, or journal you can buy. And I, I bought it and it helped me keep track of my daily tasks. So then from there, it's called Order of Man. Um, from there, and I think I bought that in maybe early April. So I had this vision, whatever you want to call it, where God put it on my heart to do this challenge or this 40 days. And, um, and, and this vision really was just almost like a, a camera roll of Instagram and almost like the, the layout of how it was going to look. And then followers just multiplying, and from that 
vision that next morning I went to work at um, my golf course and I listened to Ryan Mickler talk about starting his business and he said the one thing he regretted he started about six years ago was not to do it earlier that he should have done it earlier so it was like almost like a confirmation of God putting this on my heart to do and saying get started now doing it so that's kind of how it was created so I have a question so when you were given the vision what was the specific vision? Was it just a, a kind of a, a leadership vision? When I say that, let me give you an example. Like you started checking the boxes. You started mm-hmm. focusing on your fitness. Were these things that came to you together? Or was it like, hey, I want to feel better. And then you just, you know, I I read you know, I, my Bible every day, but I'm going to track it. Yeah. I mean, you see what I'm saying? I think, it's, I think it was a progression, Jesse. I think 2015 was an awakening for me. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, non-negotiable, wake up and pray. And then I read the Bible in 2015, and then I doubled down and I did it in 2016. Um, then in 2019, I started the physical part. I was a college baseball player. So in my 20s, I was just like, you know what? I put in all my work since I was a little kid, weight room, ball field, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just played recreation softball. So 2019 came. Uh, I was suggested to read a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and that really opened my eyes for the physical part and the mindset as well. So, you know, coming to 2021, and actually 2020 was a big eye-opener for me because I, there were things I feared. I, I feared of running a half marathon. So I did that, then I ran a full marathon, then I ran three full marathons, and then an ultra marathon in 2020 when people were – I'm going to be honest. Maybe some people are scared to go outside. Right. So all of a sudden, these these doors started opening for me and relationships, which happened in 2020 as well. So I would say it's a progression. I know that was a longer <laughs> answer, but that's kind of how it came to fruition. <laughs> no, I guess what I was, you know, and that answered the question, you know, I would think of sometimes when things of this nature come about, and, and I'm just, I'm not trying to speak for Joe, but I was part of that um, decision, mm-hmm. you know, it follows a, a major life change, you know, and yeah. in our instance, you know, part of this was our sobriety. We had a major life yeah. change and a spiritual awakening, and that was part of it. So that was what I was trying to get at is did it did it come all at once or was it a progression? So it was exactly what I was looking yeah. for. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, yeah, definitely a progression. I, I watched uh, – John on Instagram with Jeff Forrester mm-hmm. and uh, talking about the 40 days. I didn't get to watch it all, mm-hmm. uh, but there was a few things that y'all said during that that really piqued my interest because I'd been talking to numerous people about, hey, man, you know, get up, get up in the morning, get in the Word, get some prayer time done. Not so much in the sense of get your prayer time completed, but get up, mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, journaling numerous people have been telling me about journaling and all those mm-hmm. were in that video when you was talking with jeff mm-hmm. and uh i got to go back and catch just uh bits and pieces of it here and there and jeff had said one thing during that video that sort of stuck with me for the next couple of days before i messaged you he's yeah and i've never heard this he said if the devil can't make you sin he will keep you busy yeah and you know at that time i was sort of feeling convicted to indulge more into my faith i was feeling Mm -hmm. closed-minded 
on a bunch of things and i even went back and watched different parts of the videos here and there and i don't even think i've seen the full video mm -hmm. and uh finally i seen you put on there if you want details message me and i messaged you yeah and uh never looked back from there i think i i think i actually uh decided to do it and didn't even pay attention to the date <laughs> and, oh, and, oh oh when it when it started you mean right and and i messaged and said look man you know i'm doing this but i'm not going to make the first meeting you think i ought to wait on and you was like nope give me your phone number i'll call yeah. you up and and we'll get it rolling john i want you to ask say anything structure this however you want to that this has really moved me uh i don't want it to be me explaining the process we're, we're right here talking brother this is uh this is your baby and i'm so blessed that you put it on so uh however you want to start explaining the program or anything just go ahead man well i so again i i give all credit to god on this one there's no <laughs> right. i'm just the messenger i'm just the messenger i'll just tell you that um and and the progression that kind of came about over the past i don't know let's say six seven years um was just the two words that really resonated on my heart were, were discipline and obedience right so the, when you mix those two babies together uh it's a good recipe for success right so when I created this program, I mean, I'll just kind of, I'll go over the, the nine points real quick. I mean, pray three times a day, wake up at the same time, and, and have a gratitude of thanking God for, for everything you have in your life. And I do that every morning um, when I look at my wife, and there's usually a kid in my bed <laughs> with the dog. Right. So the next is 40 minutes of enrichment, reading, podcasts, audiobooks, and reflection. Uh, the relationship piece, contact one person usually don't come across on a daily basis. The 40 minutes of exercise, the no alcohol, the no eating between meals, my favorite, the no toxic media, zero. And we did the 40-hour fast to start it and to finish it. Right. So those are kind of like the, the playbook of, of the program. So, so I have a question on that. Where yeah, where does yeah. I mean I imagine like I have an idea. Where does the forty come from? Yeah, that's everything's pretty much biblically based, right? Uh, I learned so much more about the number forty than I ever had before. And uh, you know, you go back to Genesis and with with um, with Noah, you know, forty days of rain, and then they had to wait forty days. I never know that. They right. Had, 40 days of rain, then they had to wait 40 more days before mm -hmm. they could get on land. Uh, and I didn't know about Jonah either. When he came to Nineveh after he was in the whale, um, he told them, you have 40 days to repent or else your city is destroyed. So leading up to the New Testament with Jesus and his 40-day fast in the desert, um, and, and Moses is heavily, I mean, <laughs> Moses is so much of 40 days. Right. Now briefly... 40 days in Egypt, then 40 days as a shepherd in the desert before he can deliver his people from Egypt. So um, what I learned about deliverance and the number 40 was you had, to, you had to go through a trial and tribulation before you could actually be like set free. So the number 40 and the, the word deliverance go together. 
that makes sense right absolutely it does you know so it's it, it, it all again this is all holy spirit driven uh i was in my classroom and i wrote 40 days on my my board after school and i just prayed i mean lord what what word do you want me to have for this program and it was like a punch in the face deliverance right and then when i went to the bible it just it made it made perfect sense of why right you know well uh as, as the uh program started mm-hmm. um and everybody how, how did you see that that community forming and not not saying did you have an expectation mm-hmm. but but did the community form? Did the the uh, the amount of people come that you you know maybe perceived mm-hmm. to be at mm-hmm. the beginning? Yeah, I had a thought with, to go along with that, yeah. and how it how you decided to make it a social media aspect because I was wondering that. All right, well we'll start with let's start with um, the first question. Did how many people did I think I thought there'd be anywhere from maybe ten to twenty? Um, something new, you know, people never heard about. Like, what the heck is this? Right. And uh, obviously, I had we had more than that. We had thirty-two to start, and um, like any any program you do, uh, people just won't fully commit. It's just not this pro any program for the most part. You know, think about the first of every year. Like, hey, I'm going to do my <laughs> uh, New Year's resolution. And then by yeah. February, uh, eh, I'm done with that. But anyways, uh, it, it it went over my it exceeded my expectations with the numbers. You know, All right, good deal. And uh, the communication piece with social media and, and emailing, and I used a, uh, I used a website called Substack, where I would generate my email, and that's where it went, and it helped out with the, the financial piece of really much it paid for itself this this program. But uh, I learned a lot of stuff of how do you how to communicate. I always feel like I'm not a hundred percent effective communicator, but I I'm learning just as anybody else of how to be better at it. Right. So how many people ended up being in the program altogether? He said 32, 32. 32. That was was his first time. I I think you're asking like now or like, yeah, historically since you started like now, this is the first time. Yeah. This is the first one. The first official time. Right. You know, gotcha. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you want to dive into uh, my actual experience, John? You got more on the forefront of it. Uh, I, I think the last thing I have to say, just for the structure of the program, was the pamphlet that everyone got. Is that there was the, the, what makes it work if you if done well is the accountability piece of you checking a box every day. And I know that you're going to speak about that, but for me personally. If you don't write something down, it never happens. Right, right. It's just the way it is, you know. And um, the journaling part was just to help you reflect on maybe the day, the week, whatever. And if you took it, you know, serious, um, you know, your book, your pamphlet would have been pretty much fully loaded right. with information and, and how your progression as an individual went during this process. Right. So I think that's probably a perfect segue for you. Oh, absolutely. It uh like I said it, you know, when it started off the uh the forty hour fast, it was um uh, like I said, I I didn't really pay attention or I missed 
the fact that it was going to start at the beginning of a, of a vacation. And uh, I had numerous people say, well, man, if you're going to do the program, do the 40-hour fast before it starts or do it when you get back. Mm-hmm. And um, I remembered the, the Zoom meeting we had, and you said you get a blessing to be different. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that rolled over in my mind, just kept rolling over, kept rolling over. And as I prayed about doing the fast, we, uh, we was headed to Panama City and got to have some fellowship with some good friends and talked about it and prayed about it and I mean the Lord just put me right there where I needed to be because I wanted to get something from it you know I, I, I wanted it not to be okay I'm just not going to eat for 40 yeah. hours yeah that's know? not the point yeah mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I had the blessing to do a 40 hour fast on a vacation and then um, it it calmed me so much you know normally when I'm on vacation it's 900 miles an hour trying to figure out where to eat trying to figure out what to do here trying to do this trying to do that and it just seemed like everything just fell, in, fell into place to keep me busy to where, to where it didn't really bother me at all there was a couple of times I caught myself the first night grabbing a muffin out of habit you, you know what I mean? And, and it, it, oh, yeah. And immediately I started thinking how much time I spend eating when I ain't even hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so true. So true. The, the next day when we got off the boat from deep sea fishing, and uh, because we 40 minutes of exercise every day while the mm-hmm. family and friends go to eat, I'm doing my jog slash walk around places at panama city that i never would have seen mm-hmm. another blessing right there yeah mm-hmm. while they're while, awesome. while they're eating I'm, I'm doing a jog and a walk you know on the side streets where people live you know i ain't never yeah. got to see those places you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh which was a lot of reflection on what i'm actually doing what I, you know i want to get closer to the lord with this fast mm-hmm. uh, so I had those two blessings just bam, bam, back to back. And I, I think that calmed me so much. There, there was one time on the boat, I forgot to mention, where somebody had left some Swiss rolls out. Cooney, I, I think I, I think Cooney did it on purpose. I, I, I did get the Swiss rolls out, but the Swiss rolls weren't mine. And we come back in from fishing. I walk in the cabin of the boat, and I seen those, and I was like, man, I want one of those Swiss rolls. And I looked for my Bible, and my Bible was in a backpack, and somebody was using it as a pillow. So I opened up my Bible app on my phone, and by the second verse of Genesis, gone. Completely gone. Completely gone. And so got got on through the fast, and you know the next... See, so it was the second day, I think, at 9 a.m., because I started the fast at 5. So... yeah. 40 hours later would have been two days from there at 9 a.m. We got to eat. And uh, as I ate, it was probably the strangest eating experience I'd ever had. I, I pictured myself, John, as ordering everything I could possibly order on the menu after these 40 hours. But 
I, you know, I had a, a medium-sized breakfast, and every bite I took was as, was as if it was supposed to be sustaining my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It was the strangest experience I'd ever had. I, I, and that food, did that food taste amazing, though? It did. It too? It, I, I had forgot what an egg tastes like. Uh, like, yeah. like, really. I, I took a couple yeah. bites of an egg, and I was like, this is what an egg tastes like. Well, it also depends on how you cook the egg. <laughs> right. Just That's saying. true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, the the first 40 hours, I think, because of that fast, um, calmed me so much. Because, you know, straight up, the, those first two days right there, I was just checking the boxes. It was like I was doing yeah. it. I was mm-hmm. doing it to get it done. And yeah. then... And then after the fast, sincerity come. Uh, that first week, I started to realize some intentionalism, um, and it 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 was blowing me away. I had never journaled in my life. That first week of journaling, you know, was a sense of prayer. I was reflecting on what was going on. I mean, I was writing down. Never had journaled. Never had wrote down. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Wow. And it was. I mean, it, just that first week alone, I think set set my mindset for okay. If you keep doing this, there's going to be more and more and more to come. Yeah, yeah. And it, it blessings. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, he can. You know, if we're, you know, it goes back to what you said, John. You know, discipline and obedience. You know, the the two things, you know, being disciplined, and I feel we're on red-blooded, so there's a cricket somewhere. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, sounds like um, But being disciplined, you know, and being obedient with your will in line with God's will allows Him to speak into you. Right. You know, like what 100%. I realize is if, if we're doing what we can do to have a close relationship with Him, you know, the things that we didn't see before begin to have color you know the, the trees that, the that sky we're... all of it you know that you know it's i'm going to read in my journal exactly what i wrote i wrote before the fast humble me O lord and let me do your will without complaining and as i break this 40-hour fast may my soul be renewed my body be repaired and my thoughts on food take less priority each day of my life. So I think what you were, your experience was identical to mine is you're stripping the flesh. And when you do that, your soul is so enlightened. Everything. Right. right. Yeah. That, it's like you have a new set of eyes. It's amazing. Right. You no, know, I, I was thinking during the fast and even days after it, uh, mm-hmm. how much time I spend buying food thinking of what i'm going to eat uh mm-hmm. where am i going to get it who i'm going to eat with overeating overeating yeah oh for sure and that is all mm-hmm. of the flesh yeah it's yeah a habit too though we're all right. we all we're all victims of it right i mean look at us at work we start calling we go to work lunch about what eleven thirty at work we start yeah. calling each other about yeah. 11 o'clock 11 15 where we're gonna go eat at today. yeah sometimes mm-hmm. lunch is the most important thing we do all yeah. day long yeah so Isn't that crazy so that first week um, alone was just I, the, I can't tell you how much it calmed me because you know as I thought you know I want to pray I want to talk to the Lord um, I want to do those things but 
at my 44-year-old life, being an alcoholic, it was like I had to make time for it. And it, it makes me feel like crap to say, but I would get stressed in having to make that time. Right? Yeah. And when I... Yeah. And as this, I don't want to get too far ahead, but as this went on, you know, week two, man, I realized that I had way more time than what I thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I was sure. Pri- pri- I was prioritizing time with the Lord like never before. Mm-hmm. Like never yeah. before. There, I think there, there was a great quote by Abraham Lincoln. It's, if I was going to cut down a tree that would take eight hours, I would sharpen my axe for six. Right. Mm. So basically saying, if I prepare well, which is waking up and preparing your soul in the morning with with the Lord, he'll provide for you and make the day so much more efficient. But you got to give him the time first. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, Joe and I talk about. I tell him, you know, when we're, you know, our goal is to pour into other people, but we don't pour Mm -hmm. into other people at the expense of ourselves. And the Mm -hmm. only way we can serve the kingdom is if we're full. So, you know, getting up in the morning and and being and having that time, that one-on-one that fills, that allows the Holy Spirit to fill, not to, you know, get all serious about it, but allow to fill us up. I mean, that's how we can pour into other people. Otherwise, we're we're pouring out of ourselves, and then that in itself is just, it's never good for the person getting it (laughs) and for us running out. Well. We, we can't, and what you said is perfect because we think we can control the situation, you know, better mm-hmm. than God can for us. And that's just pride, selfishness, like ego, when it's like, you know what, Lord, let me be your vessel or messenger for your kingdom. Those are to- two different mindsets of how right. you approach each day. Right. So, you know, and as I was calmed, you know, like I said, the, the, the three days of prayer are the th- prayer three times a day, mm-hmm. you know, instantly when I got up in the morning. Yeah. Uh, like John had talked about, thanking God for this day, th- thanking God that I woke up and, and that I had this day to, to get busy with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I sort of did different things throughout the middle of the day. Maybe it was before lunch or maybe I was on the tractor running the tractor uh, in the middle of the day. But I, I, I found, and then then in the evening when I laid down, but I also found that in the middle of the day, it made me so so much easier to pray about things as I felt them and as I seen them. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'd had the conversation at, with Jesse and had found myself, and it, I, I know it was solely because I, this this transformation of this regular prayer was taking place to praying as I felt if I felt myself getting angry mm-hmm. praying about give me the apology first what what is really going on in my head here mm-hmm. what am I really upset about yeah and and that's, po- that's powerful that I never thought that way about anger and it, when I did it I mean it was tears <laughs> to the eyes you have to know John I'm very tender hearted oh lord uh, <laughs> Jesse's, I'm Jesse, sure he's gonna cry bear. before we get through this, so brace yourself. No, you know what though? It's, <laughs> hey, just so hey, just to precede all this, then uh, I'm a big believer that uh, crying is just the Holy Spirit pouring out. So, 
Absolutely. Let it out. Let it out. Let, let the whole wow. spirit out. I mean, All what, you want. What, what are you going to say about Stonewall Jesse on that one, Joseph? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel like I got I feel like I got some Holy Spirit coming out every now and then, but I, I you're right. I do I do. It is a little harder for me to tear up. So, so when I when I found myself doing that, look praying about anger as I felt it mm-hmm. come on. It, it it totally blowed me away. Mm-hmm. And it it's gave me the ability to pause. I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm failing. You know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. But it gave me the ability to pause when uh, mm-hmm. when I was getting so upset at from the smallest, whatever you consider the smallest thing, to the biggest thing. Well, we want to get the fruit of the spirit. That's right. our goal. You know, right. patience mm-hmm. and kindness and and self control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. the closer we are to Him, the more the more we receive right and we yeah. talked about receiving being able to let go and 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 receive what he has and this the programs and it like yours allow us the time to you know reflect on what we take in because it's one thing it's you know if you read the bible if you do this but you know it's learning and joe and i talk about this reflecting on what's happening to us you know, reflecting on the changes that is ha- that are happening to us, and and he and I have had a, a huge life change, which kind of was a catalyst to that. But it doesn't mm-hmm. take that, right? I mean, that's, that's why I ask you kind of how it initiated for you. I mean, it can be, you know, a slow progression, but understanding that all we have to do is is open ourselves to receive, and these steps and this program helps people do that. Absolutely, that's that's what I like about it. Yeah, and I I think. I think the big piece of this, if done well, is when you journal or if you just sit and pause, like you said, I like that word, pause, on what is actually occurring emotionally for you, it's like calming the storm, mm-hmm. and it just right. becomes still, you right. know? And then all of a sudden, you're like, how come I've never done that before? Or why haven't I done that before? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. But yeah. have you ever asked for, like, Hey, I'm really angry right now, Lord. Help me just be at peace. You probably no one really does that. They're mm-hmm. like, let me just get it out, and then I'll feel better. And then you <laughs> right. feel worse because what you did is terrible. Yeah. Right? Or, or you get home that night and prayed about what happened that day, and you totally have the ability to pray yeah. right then. Or we lose our stuff, and then we have to turn around and apologize. Right. You know, yeah. which is how I live most of my life. Yeah. You know, trying to trying to fix what I screwed up when I was angry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or frustrated. Well, well hey, lear- learning is powerful, right? That's right. Learning how to become a better person. And, and the best way to do that is just really to imitate Christ's way. And if you could do that, boy, you are you're golden. Believe that. Believe you that. Know, you are golden, baby. So rolling on to the wake-up time, which, yeah. uh, you know, is at work and construction and whatnot, everybody with their jobs, um, I found that that I was trying when I started this program for some reason to wake up earlier and uh, I pretty much ended up sticking with my regular time that I always woke up and um, but I, I was I was trying to adjust to maybe I need to make sure I get a workout in mm-hmm. you know what I mean before I yeah. go to before I go to work uh, do this do that but I, I ended up sticking with my normal time which has never really been an issue with me do do you find it john that there's a lot of people out there that's you know have an issue with 
getting up at the same time? A hundred percent. Really? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I, I think, um, well, yes and no. I'd say, if, I'm going to be honest for me being a teacher, I had summers off. So I, I missed that mark of waking up at four thirty every day, which I usually wake up in the school year. I was up and down like from four thirty to six in the morning. Cause I had, I didn't have a purpose to get up. Does that make sense? Uh, mm-hmm. right. I didn't have to yeah. go to work. Right. So it was much more difficult for me. And, but with that being said, um, I, I learned that the wake up time was just to build a structure for those who do not have structure right. and to, and to give it to God first and foremost. That was the key of that, that piece of this challenge right. was to wake up at a little bit different time consistently so that you're in a routine to make sure you put God first when you wake up. Right. Right. How, Does that I, make sense? Yeah. Why? A- absolutely. Absolutely. What do you, what do you think about that word? Structure. Sure. Yeah. Me, <laughs> well, I love mm-hmm. me, me and Jesse was having a, a conversation today about structure. Mm-hmm. And uh Well tell tell everybody how it came about. So well, so what started the conversation? Well we was talking about you know, finding somebody we could help today. Right. We and, were gonna and, we were gonna ask the Lord what we needed to do and who we needed to help and, and let and, him give us give us something for someone. And and, and I just I told Jesse for some reason I, I just keep getting the word structure, and when you yeah. just said that, we both just turned around and <laughs> and, and looked right at us. God does is not playing with me. He just no. is not. He is putting in so much work. Well, it's funny because you know I, I'm a word person, so when he said structure to me, it struck me immediately, but I didn't yeah. know why. So then I started googling, and you know I want to look at the definition, and you know it can be used as a verb or a noun, and you mm-hmm. know what it's what its meaning is, and it's the composition. And then I just had this list of questions that I wrote down, and he was like, "You want to talk about it?" I'm like, "I gotta write it down." And so I like flip open the journal, and I'm like, you know. You know, what am I made up of? What is my composition? You know, how can the parts of of us, you know, do, you know, all these things. I was just like, question, you know, all these things started rolling off. So it's funny that when you said that, we were just like, hmm. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's the greatest, it's the great, one of the greatest parables Jesus talked about was, you know, building your house on sand or rock, you know. Right, and right. that structure of rock is just and believe me, the, the the structure to build those pillars for your foundation are all Jesus' teachings. Absolutely. Wait, you look look no further. That's like, right. You don't have to do it. It's so simple, you know. But we make it so complicated. It, it's no coincidence you just said what you just <laughs> said. And I, I I want to stay on task, but you're blowing us away right now, John. I'm telling I'm you. I'm not. I told you. I'm not. It's not me. I'm telling you. I, I, I know. I, told, I, told. I mean, I, I can't even express. I'm like, I'm sitting over here like, because as we have this little bit of a conversation about structure, and I sent Joe a picture of the questions I had, and, and then mm-hmm. I said, you know, the very first question, what am I made of? You know, let's start with that and, you know, I, he had said something several months ago that inspired me to make a drawing that we used for one of our podcasts on Off the Elevator. And, and it was about, you know, 
you know, a building structure and mm-hmm. the concrete and how it goes into the ground and the footing and what's part of the mm-hmm. footing and that Jesus Christ is our, you know, the rebarb and our footing and, and then how we build this wall and all the pieces in the wall from, you know, the fruit of the Spirit and our sobriety and all of these things. So, it's just, it's just completely, I, I can't explain it. It's amazing. It's, it's Sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks and it's unexplainable. That's right. You know? That's right. So, I love it. 714 prayer. I love that. I would love say that. I would say this is one of the the biggest thing about the the challenge that impacted those around me. Mm-hmm. Uh Second Chronicles 714. Uh You want to say it for everybody so they know? Yeah, you absolutely. Say it? I I I'll, I'll say it. Go ahead. You, you go ahead. Okay. Um so Second Chronicles seven fourteen is if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And I tell you what, the humility of saying that on your knees at that time every day was was just a blessing t- for those to see because you know what um we we take this our freedoms so much for granted absolutely it brought me, it brought me such i can't there's not a word i can use except for humbleness and humility to say thank you for everything that i've been given to right. live in this great country absolutely i, ha- I had the blessing to to be able to do that at work many many times with uh, people I knew around me, people I didn't know around me, you know, it 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 also made me think that I'd never done that before. Um, mm-hmm. It it made me think as why as a Christian do I not necessarily hide my faith, but don't show the praise the way I have the capabilities to do, right? Yeah, and yeah. and and talking about praying for our country. If I was on the phone. I, whoever I was on the phone with, hold on. Maybe I had my Bluetooth in my ear. Set the phone down. Yeah. Maybe they heard the prayer. Maybe they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it raised so many conversations, John, of why. Yeah. I mean, everything from how come people that I've known, and you know, and, and me being the same way, for 20, 30 years, we've never prayed together. You know, yeah. so we the conversation of, if one of my friends come up and say, hey, do you mind praying for my kid or you mind praying for this or this and say, yeah, man, I'll, I'll pray for you. Why not do it right then? Absolutely. Yeah. Why, why not do it right then? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so many questions, so many just godly conversations mm-hmm. uh, around doing that. I mean, I can't even dive half, a quarter of the way into it. You know what? The, the one thing that, and, and I'm going to bring up politics here for a second, and, the, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to explain something. When you see someone in a, in a distance or next to you fall on their knees for something, you look. You look twice. Absolutely. Maybe three times. And then, you know, out of respect, you're like, hey, uh, what, are you, what are you doing? And if you just simply say, I'm just praying for our nation. All of a sudden, they, they they resonates in their head. Man, I, I, I have I ever done that before? 
Right. Seriously, people start thinking about their actions, and they want it. They actually want to imitate what you do, but are they bold enough to do it? Mm-hmm. First of all, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. This right. isn't about right or wrong, but then they actually they actually respect you for doing that because of your boldness for being right. humble to this country. Mm-hmm. Right. And and if we did that more as a country, how much <laughs> how much grander and how much better if we work together? Absolutely, for, right for sure. Well, and part of it too is about practice. You know, one of the things oh, I learned about prayers is practice. You know, it, it's it becomes comfortable and acceptable. And I use the word acceptable because some people, yeah. you know, don't know how to do that in front of other people. And I was one of those people. You know, I'm still not. Yeah. You know, it's still not super. You know comfortable for me in some cases but it's it's definitely teaches the structure and the discipline doing yeah, the practice I, of that at a specific time for a specific yeah. purpose and, and and saying that jesse did you and i just looked at my watch for a second i don't know why maybe the holy spirit maybe put it on me but when i think we i read that prayer right at seven fourteen p.m yeah. tonight get some Wow. That's right. <laughs> I did just look at mine, too. I'm telling you. He ain't playing. <laughs> wow. I ain't playing games. And we didn't even, we couldn't have manufactured that. That's right. Wow. There's no timeline on this podcast. It's just straight up real. That's right. That's right. You know? That's uh, awesome. So, I love it. So, th- that was th- that was really powerful for me, the, the 714. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 40 yeah. minutes of enrichment, I felt like I was already doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it started, but but I found myself searching for more positive enrichment. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, hundred percent. But I also found myself um, indulging more in the Word, getting more in the Word. Um, you know, a podcast just wasn't enough. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I found that too. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you said that because you learn more from the lord than you do a, a man or woman right right mm-hmm. and the enrichment piece that you know i think a lot of us are always searching for something the next spec it's like materialistic thing the next specs best shoe or uh, whatever mm-hmm. car but then it always fades away but right. once you once you learn and are enriched by the word it's totally different right and it stays it doesn't fade unless you give up in the in the sense of praying and reading but it stays at a more um amplified feeling i'd say right absolutely yeah i understand the uh well i want to i want to have to say a little something about your enrichment Okay. <laughs> you know, we talk yeah. about we talked about all the things that we were doing in the Bible studies. I mean, the different things that we did before you did this, but you know, you having the ability to journal and listen to other things that would be outside of your comfort zone um was cool to see. Right. You know. Oh, yeah. When when I would <laughs> you know, and I use and I have to use worship music in this situation right you know being in a situation with you where you're like yeah I'm, i don't like them you know or we talked about even you know the enemy closing your ears where where it doesn't make sense right like you know that physically happening to you and not being able to listen to things that were very audibly clear but you couldn't hear them right um but just being in that in that space where you were willing to continue to try and and then your ears were open right right 
you know yeah. that I, was cool to watch I, I have to say during the whole process too and I, I mentioned it to John a little bit when we had a phone conversation is I didn't realize how close-minded um, it it's weird to say it makes me feel bad to say how close-minded I was about my faith yeah you, you yeah. get what I'm saying well the enemy wants yeah. to do that to you it's a uh, but th- but throughout all these and the journaling and the enrichment, even the exercise, I was just, I mean, <laughs> it's like the light's coming through my skull. You, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. And uh, yeah. just blows me away. Like, I can't. It's really cool to watch. It, I mean, being a bystander here and knowing you for and, so many years, and, it's really cool. And that, and that's why Cooney and Jesse's on here. I, I talked to John that, that they, they seen this and and heard the things that I said and the things that I felt. And uh, that's why y'all are on here. Well, here, I, here and I'll, I'll just say it right now. Like, Cooney and Jesse, like, when you watch this transformation, how much more were you attracted to be around him? Oh, well, for, I'm sorry, Cooney. I just no, didn't. You can go ahead. I mean, I didn't even give you a chance to no, respond. Go ahead. One of, one of the things I have I had told Joe in the past um, is that he has always radiated Jesus. He has something about him. And the other day I was talking about it. I mean, it's a, you know, he's a half, he's a, gla- he's a glass half full kind of guy. And um, he always has light radiating for whatever reason. So you want to be around him naturally before. But seeing, you know, for me, because I am a, not as radiant as he is on a normal regular basis <laughs> yeah i'm more dark side of the moon um mm-hmm. it, it's like oh, okay it, it just amplified it and then you know when he would do things that were outside of his comfort zone or things that were routine and more disciplined i then in turn said well i let's see if I could do it. And I thought about that a lot as we go through this. I mean, some of the things, I was already a journaler, so that was easy for me. But, you know, the things like the workout, like I, you know, added an account and I did, you know, I started doing things on a daily basis because I wanted to experience some of the things that he was experiencing um, because of the joy that it brought. So, I mean, that was was my perspective from what he was doing. Yeah, from a... From a son standpoint, now what did you think, Cooney? Well, I mean, when it, the trend, I love, I've loved watching the transformation because I've seen how, because he's been transformed in a good way. I've seen how much it's helped him in his life ever since, ever since he has been, I guess, saved is what you would call it, right? Yeah. Ever, yeah. Ever, and ever since we, just ever since we've started this podcast, the people that we've met and all that. I mean, I, I never was really into the bible when before all this and then daddy starts telling me all these stories and stuff like this and it intrigued me to want to learn more but i mean it's it's been a good thing for sure you you know i i think i think i maybe you remember john when um there was one day i shared a video in the group chat and i was in here on a sunday morning uh reading the bible journaling writing stuff Mm -hmm. down and Cooney come in here and he said, "What you doing, Daddy?" And I said, "Doing my Bible study, boy." Yeah. <laughs> and, and he sort of paused and looked at me. And he he grinned. 
he said okay i'll see you later and that had never i he had never seen me reading the bible never wow he he's seen my he's seen my bible he knows Mm -hmm. that i read the read my bible well let's just talk about how your bible was in the box yeah the (laughs) on the nightstand yeah and he it, it just blew me away that that moment that i thought wow Mm-hmm. This boy's seventeen years old, and he's never seen his daddy being intentional with the Lord. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it you know those that action alone speaks volumes for how how kids see you, you know, as their as their hero, as their dad. You know, we all right. we all hope that, right? Um, but when they see you have a relationship with christ and you actually are in his word and you're confirming that not even saying a word i love i love it i wrote that down i'm doing my bible studies boy <laughs> <laughs> <I love it. laughs> what do you think i'm doing son i love that that was i had that's a great line right there but you know what though like you 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 said that because you're like what else do you think i'm doing that's but right. then from, from from cooney's standpoint it's like but i've never seen you really that's dive right. into the Bible, right? That, that, that's right. I'm, and that's a transformation that now he, and I'm, I'm not speaking for you now, Cooney, but makes you maybe more excited to read the Bible as well for yourself. And I could be wrong in saying that, but I think it would be more oh, yeah, uh, applicable, for sure. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I have to and, chime in there and say you need to catch up on the Bible study we're supposed to be doing together. You're about know 28 we're... days off, just saying. Yeah. So, so, gotcha. it, so, those things and you know I've talked more with my wife about the Lord than I have Um, it's just and and my friends it's just so so much more I mean it's nine million thoughts in my head and I don't even know what some of them are yet Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying I'm still getting I'm still getting stuff from the first fast Mm -hmm. yeah wow you know well that's where the journaling plays a big part for me when yeah. I have those, you know, those thoughts that are ninety to nothing, I have to write them down and then, you know, ask God what what this means. Right. You know. I, I think the uh, the the one thing that I didn't do as well on was the contacting one person mm-hmm. uh, that I normally don't talk to every mm-hmm. day. Uh, I I just for some reason or another I I I feel like I failed at it. I. I couldn't get the momentum going, you know. If I text somebody mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't get a response at all, or called somebody mm-hmm. and voicemail. Well, I, just, I have I have a friend in the program. You know, one of the things um, we do, you know, it's when we're in ourself. When we're when I'm wrapped up in myself, you know, she'd say, "Hey, you know, how about you call five people and ask them how they're doing?" You know, and you call the first person, nobody answers, and she uses five, but uh, you know. Yeah. It's a, you know, for me, it's like, hey, how do I get out of myself? And I get out mm-hmm. of myself by looking at someone else, you know, asking yeah. someone else how they're doing. Well, it, it's a great way to get out of, even if you're, whatever you're going through, if you reach out and pour into someone else, you automatically get uplifted. Mm-hmm. Right, right. When, when they contact you back. I'll tell you a quick story. It'll be really brief. I was on a run and I almost got hit because I was on the sidewalk, not like more than a quarter mile from my house. And it was a guy from my church who I haven't seen since COVID hit. And we sat and talked for 10 minutes and he was crying in his car. And he, 
he just told me how, how the world's falling apart and how, you know, this country's going to hell in a handbasket and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, like, I don't feel like that. I feel like this, this is the best I've ever felt, physically, mentally, spiritually. And I just told him, like, get back in the Word, like, and just truly get out of your comfort zone, which is watching the media, you know? Right. And, and, and being around toxic people. So I'm actually kind of telling him some, some of the pieces of the program and the reason why I brought that up is because I believe I, I don't I know that God put me in that perfect situation to run right past him when he almost hit me coming out of his driveway mm-hmm. to, to have that hopefully hopefully a shift in his spirit to have hope again for sure wow you, you know what I mean mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so, and that was my one contact because I wrote him down in my journal in my book right <laughs> Absolutely. That counts, doesn't it? Right? Nope. It absolutely, absolutely counts, <laughs> sure for does. sure. The 40 minutes of exercise every day, I missed. I counted them up today, John. I missed seven days out of the 40. That's uh, amazing, though. Think about it. That's, that's 30, what, three days that you did it? Right. Thir- 33 days. I really, really enjoyed that. And, yeah. uh, you know, when we first started it, I can't remember if it was a video you put in the the group chat or if you said it on the Zoom. You yeah. had, you had talked about when you're doing your workout and you got thoughts running through your head and maybe some pain in your body or dealing with something else. You know, go to God. And uh, you know, I thought, well, I'd never done that before. Never really thought about it. Yeah. And um, there was one evening here. I was made made the the deal with myself that I was going to jog up the driveway. I got a small incline that's 12 to 15 foot for about 200 foot long. And I was going to jog up the driveway every time that evening. And I'm uh, trying to ramp, trying to ramp my work up, work out a little bit. Cause I'm big time out of shape. And, um, as I got started, I, I was thinking I'd had the opportunity <clears throat> to, to pour into somebody to help somebody and i was like you know my i didn't say the right thing i should have said this mm-hmm. you know was it too much about myself and uh my legs started burning on the second or third time up that hill and i thought you know john had mentioned going to god if this is going on during your workout and you know i prayed lord did i do the right thing tell me what i can do lord and uh just talking with the Lord, and I'm telling you, snap of a fingers, I didn't even notice my legs weren't burning, weren't yeah. until about the you know that that small loop until about mm-hmm. the thirtieth time uh, working out, and I shared that with my wife, I shared that to the group chat, I shared that with Cooney. As a matter of fact, John. I smoked Cooney on that workout. I lapped him three times on, <laughs> oh, boy. on, that, on that workout. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's, no. You know what? That's a, the power and the strength of the Lord is is uh, it's something that you can't. It's unexplainable. You know. And I, I'd never and, thought about doing that. And it. I mean, I know but, I keep but saying he wants, it. No, but like he wants he wants you to call on him. You know. Right. He, that's the one thing I, I learned, like especially when have you ever seen the movie The Passion, uh, where he's just getting, I mean, just from the 
when he's oh, the whole the whole process right mm-hmm. you know being beat to you know carrying his cross and mm-hmm. just blood just pouring out and all that was for you right yeah it's and like it's like the, nothing i've ever yeah. seen before you can't even fathom yeah. it you can't, you can't, and then you're thinking to yourself like i got a little bit of leg pain and right. if mm-hmm. i call upon the lord i bet you hey let's let's see how he can help me out <laughs> he wants to help you out but what people don't understand is that they don't make a connection with him therefore if they don't ask they'll never receive right you know and i think that's the one thing that i think i I hear you saying is that you never thought about it before in your suffering but that's when he's actually the closest with you right you know that's uh it reminds me of the the video you shared jesse from the chosen yeah with the one with mary when when yeah. Mary came oh, back, was, and and Jesus said, "I just want your heart." And the rest will yeah. come. Yeah, yeah. That blew me away too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, watching that. That was, a, that was a beautiful scene. I remember that one. Right. Oh, the zero alcohol. I mean, well, you, yeah, got we, that, you got that nail, you got that nailed down <laughs> now for over a year now, right? Yeah. It, it was no coincidence that I was doing this program, and it lined up, you know, to be. Two or three days right there at my one year mm-hmm. yeah. one year mark the uh, the zero alcohol was, was was pretty easy for me but i was glad it was in there yeah and, and you, a reminder right that you're doing the right thing absolutely yeah that's never look back right never look back the fast between meals you know i've i've I found myself realizing if i'd go to grab something that a lot of times I'm just eating because I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it, that's, it, I mean, that's our society. But it reminded me of what Jeff said to John in that Instagram video. If the devil can't make you sin, he'll keep you busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, Distracted. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just feed my flesh with some garbage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just just because I'm bored. And yeah. let's be clear, I still do, do it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you still, we still do it. It depends on what we're feeding our flesh with, whether it's that or mindless TV or, you know, Instagram. Not that I'm trying to hate on right. Instagram right now. No, but. no, it's all right. No, we we get you. We, loud and clear that they're all, it's just all that stuff, that fasting really is a way of saying I'm mm-hmm. sustaining from this fleshly thing mm-hmm. so I could actually have my spirit be more awake Right. And elevated you know, and elevated, you know. And I, I had talked to Joe. I mean, we talked a little bit about fasting. And for me, I, I have not fasted from food. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a church many years ago, and it, as a, as a whole, a couple of times a year, we would fast in in different things, right? You know, yeah. and one of the things I have fasted from was you know social media, and, and the purpose. Mm-hmm for that is to draw close to the Lord. You know, so whenever, like you did with food, when you were hungry, you know, whatever you chose, whatever it was that was distracting you the most from God, right? right? Like if that was, oh, you had to watch, you watched five hours of TV a day, then your fast for that week or that 10 days, whatever it was, was you don't watch any TV, you know? And mine was Facebook at the time, and it's like there's no Facebook for 10 days. And whenever you want to do it, you go, I'm going to go to the Word. And right. it was that that constant redirect, right. which was very yeah. similar. But, um, you know, it is. Though. It's, right, it's all right. discipline, you know. That which leads up to the zero toxic media. 
Yeah, right. that's a good one. I you love know, this one. You know, I, with the COVID and, you know, mm-hmm. the presidential race and just mm-hmm. everything, this this country, man, is on two different sides, and both sides yeah. has got their fist out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as I... As I fasted from this zero toxic media, I realized that I'd had my fist out too. Yeah. And uh, man, it, it was a blessing not to get that garbage stuff down my throat and and get all in my feels. Mm-hmm. And I found myself removed from those circles at work or at the hunting club talking about those kind of things that that I mean that breeds hate. Right. That, I mean, when we should that, be praying about it as opposed to yeah. bitching about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? The one thing about this category was for me, my, my journey after the election of this year, I just told myself, I have wasted hundreds, if not thousands of hours researching about prophecy and what's going to happen and mm-hmm. who's going to win and why they're going to win and what they're going to do for our country. And guess what? At the end of the day, I couldn't control any of the outcome. That's right. Zero. Right. So then I thought, wait a minute. What can I control? Well, if I control not watching all this garbage, then it actually can pour into more people, which would actually lift them up, hopefully, and then bring them to Christ, which will hopefully, which will hopefully save their soul, which is the best outcome you could ever wish for. Not to mention you're not feeding your soul with things that don't sustain Ex- you. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I, I mean, for me, I don't watch the news, and so much so that my husband's like, I mean, you really need to know what's going on, and I'm like, why? I have you. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. John, John said that last night. He said, if if something's going on, your friends or family is going to tell you. You know, I mean, right? That's oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. and sometimes I'll see things on Facebook, and if I see it, like somebody make a meme about it, you know, three or four times, then I'll go to to Google and go. What is this? And then I can figure it out. But, you know, I have to, I have to, like Joe said, it breeds hate. And that is something, you know, all political views aside, I have my own political views and what I feel. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, that's something that is non-negotiable for me when it comes to to how I want to interact. I want to... You know, Jesus wasn't like that, and that's just super important, and it always has been for me and my kids, you know, not teaching discrimination or picking sides, but still trying mm-hmm. to teach them what I feel is right. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes into just the massive amounts of hate being spewed, I have to I have to turn it off. And when I, for me, turning it off, it's just counteracting it. So if you look at my Facebook page, I'm not going to post those things. I'm not going to yeah. comment on those things. You know, I'm not going to delete you or, you know, ignore you or unfriend you. I'm going to post what inspires me and what brings yeah. hope to me. And hopefully it'll counteract some of the garbage that other no, people I, are sharing. That's a, And that's a great tactic because you're being very intentional of what you want. And that's being a light to the world. And if more people did that. I mean, oh, like I said, the whole 7.14 a.m. prayer thing is its about just being humble. There's so many toxic people out there because the it's its just a game. You think about it. The mainstream media wants to rally you up to divide. And what, mm-hmm. what does the devil want? He wants to divide everybody yeah. so that you're distracted, just like Jeff said from the beginning of this conversation, 
that you'll be distracted so you can't focus on what's important, which is the salvation of your soul. Right. It's it's it all comes down to that. That's the basis. You know. Absolutely. Don't, don't play the devil's game, and that media is the devil's game. He Word. Absolutely. You know. So, so that was the boxes, so yeah. to speak, for forty days. Yeah. And and you know. As you remember me talking about com- composing my email to send to you on what what I learned and this and that, and I'm, yeah. I'm gonna hold it up for Cooney and Jesse. You can't see it. Can y'all yeah. see what's on the very top? The big big word there. Intentional. Intentional. One hundred percent. I mean, to my heart, I have to be more intentional. I'm going to be more intentional. I have the capabilities. I have the tools. I have the ability to be more intentional. I learned well, I mean, it by I, doing this. Well, you and you yeah. always have the support. Right. I mean, you know, God is always with you, and that's one of the things that you know we we say a lot now. We say more now, you know, as a reminder because that's true. I mean, you know, it's not. <laughs> and I always go back. We talked about this before. You know, being not that we were being unintentional right but not being present and part of that you know it was the years of you know the alcohol we drank which made us do things we didn't want to do and you know all, you know so on and so forth but it's not i mean it's more than just not drinking for us you know sobriety has brought us a closer relationship with god and given us additional tools that we i mean we didn't even capabilities we didn't even realize we had you know to yeah. be more intentional with our families with our hobbies you know hence you, yeah. know, you know the red-blooded right. you know all of the things that we do it's it's just it's awesome yeah i mean i just from what i've and i told you this yesterday was you you're my golden student award. <laughs> a little bit of an yeah. overachiever yeah. Huh? y'all ain't gonna be happy till I cry <laughs> well and you know what and I'll just say this Joe is, <laughs> I will say that what brought me joy is a lot, there was a lot of different things and I'll just speak intentionally about you was that I saw and witnessed the, the thirst you had for this because your soul at this time needed it to be refreshed and not that you were ever a bad person that's not what I'm saying right what I'm saying is that you you have the heart of David and the heart of Christ and with that becomes great responsibility and what you're doing with your two podcasts is you are pouring out Christ's heart to others so that they could be saved and that alone, by your actions and being more intentional, is saving. It will. I promise you. This is not. This is not me saying this. It will save thousands of souls. And on the day that you die, I guarantee that the Lord will hold you in His arms and He will give you the greatest hug and say, "My good and faithful servant, I love you, and thank you for for just relinquishing all the pain you had." all the alcohol before in your past and you've given it and you stripped it for me and because of your obedience the award with me is eternity mm. there's no better there's nothing better than that. <laughs> I didn't get any tissues <laughs> he, he's about to ugly face cry y'all oh man we should have videoed John I, I appreciate you saying that I really do uh, is a, is a, 
Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. No, he just. You know what? I, I watched you, and I love. I love the the transformation, and I love what it's going to do for you, because I already saw it because I've been listening to your podcast recently, and I know you have a heart of gold, but now that you you have an enlightened heart that's intentional, watch out, devil. He's going to be knocking down doors for that's saving right. souls. That's right. Mm, that's right. what it's about. It's awesome. Praise God. <laughs> I love to hear things that I say to you come out of other people's mouths because I'm all like, you know, I feel like he doesn't hear it sometimes, but it, when, but or he doesn't like to take the compliment is where it comes in. Well, it's, and he's a he has a humble heart, and people who have a humble heart, you know, don't want to brag about what they're doing. It's just yeah, doing the good. You're doing the good Lord's work, and and now that you have laser vision, you know that 2020 vision going on. Mm. Man, you are just not just you and Jesse and Cooney, all of you guys are just working so hard for the right reasons now. And you're I'm already witnessing this movement of, of this restoration in, in your in your area that you can control and it's gonna have a ripple effect across the country. Hmm. Guarantee it. I believe I believe I said to you the other day, are you aware of the ripple effect that you have? Right. You did say that. Did you, did you say that? I did. <laughs> she did. She did say that. Hey. Wow. Oh, that's that's great. Anything about the program uh you, you know we did the the mission statements. That's that was real powerful for me. Uh the vision statement as well. I mean, anything else you want to touch on, John? Ask. Go ahead. I I know you you got four babies, man. I can't imagine when I had Cooney yeah. and his brother, and like, Cooney cried every night for <laughs> for two years. Oh, and appa- apparently, wow. something I've learned out pretty new is that I was scared of flies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, scared of flies, yeah. Yeah. You scared of those yellow jackets in there. That's right. But yeah, four, four babies. So I don't want to keep you over your time, John. Just anything else you want to hit on, please feel free to hit on it. You know what? I just what I want to hit on is basically the the conclusion of this of this program is it's really Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is is that God wants everyone to have a hope and a future for their life, and this program was just to do exactly what you said to be an intentional in those areas that we, we talked about today but for you to have to make a sacrifice to be disciplined and obedience and obedient to them and when you marry those two together then you become the best version of yourself to make a trajectory path that's success but also you understand what the vision God has given you to influence people to, to, to bring to him at the same time. Whether you know it or not, it's true. So the more you can be structured with your discipline and obedience, the more that you can actually bring people to Christ by your actions. And you may not have to say a word like the 714 a.m. prayer. You could just sit, get on your knee and pray, and it, it's a, it sends magnitudes of nonverbals to that individual watching like, that is different. Right. I want to be a part of that. And that's what I want people to get out of this program is we, to be different, right? You, you get a blessing to be different, right? Right. And to be different is just what Jesus did with his disciples. They were outcasts when they were on this earth. You know, 
but their hair was on fire to spread the good news of the gospel because they knew that when they died, they would be with Christ. And mm. I think if we can get that basis and that foundation in our, our bodies and our, our minds and our soul, then no one's going to stop us. And I mean that not in a prideful way. I, I mean that in a, a genuine way of loving on people and showing them that there is hope in their life for those who are so desperate to hear that message. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Praise God, absolutely. Well, well, cool. So that's really, you know what, that's, that's really it. I mean, I, I'm glad it went well for you. I know it impacted me, and I know it impacted other people as well. Right. It's not about the, it's not about the numbers. Um, because one soul saved or, or one soul who continues to be uh, obedient is, is all that really matters, you know? Believe that. And, That's right. And God God doesn't care about the numbers. It's not about that for him. It's just, it's just really about doing his work on earth. And, and one of his commandments was, you know, just share the good news. Absolutely. We're, we're doing that in a way of delivering people to the promised land, which is to be in heaven with him forever. Absolutely. You know? But I just want to thank, thank you guys for for having me on. You know, I'm honored and, and blessed to, to be a part of this um, process with you to, to help um, save souls or maybe just also help people with, with their struggles because we all have struggles in our life. That's right. And for sure. Maybe maybe one day they can do the program or you can sh- or even if they don't do the program, you sharing your experiences and your testimony of what to do um, for them to get help and resources and support is is what they need and we all we all need it absolutely absolutely thank you guys for thank all of you all three of you for all the work you're doing absolutely well thanks for sharing all the information like i said i I had seen some of the some of the stuff but um you know and kind of been a witness to some of the other stuff and i picked up a few things for myself coney write down that john is the first guest from above the mason dixon line (laughs) (laughs) i made the comment last night that no wonder they won the civil war because i couldn't keep up with none of them ohio boys on strava like that well well well, that's because they got nothing else to do up there (laughs) come on now i mean i want to talk about all this workout when there's six feet of snow outside because we we down here in the south don't know anything about that well, you know what? It's going to be a true testament of what's, what this looks like in January because I'm going to be out there getting my workout in no matter what. And that's, <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. You know? John, we're going so, to continue to talk a little bit after you're gone. Um, okay, yeah. It was a true blessing to go through this with you. Um, I'm so glad I met you. I've got a, another brother in Christ, another warrior. That's right. For the kingdom. Uh, yeah a true true blessing i look forward to talking with you more having more fellowship and brotherhood uh, i'm sort of bummed the 40 days is over uh I'm, I'm 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 just looking forward to our friendship man i really am well uh, i agree 100 percent everything you said and i'm honored to have met you as well um and i tell you what there's a lot of work for us to do so absolutely we'd say we got to get after it that's right and um and i hope people understand that they listen to this whole whole um, podcast that right god gave you get god gave us all gifts and the biggest blessing we can return back to him is actually using so that's right you know and, and create those relationships with people and, and just 
work together, <laughs> work together for his good. And if we do that, man, I tell you what, it's going to be just a wonderful process. And, and I'm so blessed that you were a part of this program because it, it I'm going to be honest, my golden student award. <laughs> I just looked at him wondering it, if he's going to cry again. It, it, it gave me, it gave me hope that, you know what, that because of this experience for you, I know it's going to change thousands of people's lives. That's and I know absolutely. That. So, I am so appreciative that you took this serious because the the benefits of what it's going to, the fruits from their labor for the past forty days is is going to be tenfold. Right. So, I I we will continue our relationship. Uh, anything I can do for you and, and all three of you, just let me know, okay? Same to you, John. Ditto. Same to you, brother. All right. You guys have a great night. Wrap it up strong, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? We'll do it, man. Awesome. Bye. So, Thank you. you. See you. Well. John, that's a solid guy. That's a great guy. A really solid guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love him to death. He had a vision. He and pours into people like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. And he's a Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, John. Not, not that I'm hating on Yankees, because I'm not. I mean, I'm just saying. But, I mean, I have met a few Northerners, and, you know, they're not, they can be not, you know, super nice on the front end. That guy was very super nice on the front end. Oh, John. And I've been saying that to Daddy all week. Like, I don't know what to expect this, but. Uh. I mean, he didn't act, I would not have known. He was from Ohio, um, but yeah. in his defense, I mean, Ohio. I mean, Dad lived in Ohio when he grew up in Ohio, so I know he was on it. But anyway, that's yeah. point. I love John to death. You big old crybaby. He'd he be putting in that work. You, you know what I mean? Hey, you Serving. put in that work, too. Serving. I'm, like, like I told him, it was a blessing to go through this program, 100%. And I'm glad I got to share it with y'all. Got I feel like we should have asked him if he'd been bit by a tick before. It got y'all. It got y'all to working out too. Yeah. It got y'all to working I out. I, I missed a lot more days of it though than you did. You gonna have to. I'm gonna have to know the days so I can count the days. So forty days. I know it's forty <laughs> days, but when did it start? The the program. Yeah. Uh, July first. Is it in the pamphlet? Yeah. So see, I didn't start working out until. It was a little over a week. So I did 18 days of July, but right. I did 50 miles in those 18 days. There you go. Um, Get it. But well, I didn't start until, you know, seven, you know, the 13th day. Right. Well. Um, but, yeah. There you go. I mean, so, I'm not a punk. I can't but you just well, posting well, on there oh, with your workout so, and whatnot. I, I actually got some tractor tires. For us to flip, and I was informed that you flipped the tractor tires. I flipped both tractor tires. Thank you very much. But did you flip them with one on top of the other? Wow, then flip it. That's ridiculous. How? That's ridiculous. Do you want to go out in the driveway and flip some tires? Look, <laughs> I can flip tires from here to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna, y'all gonna talk mad bull hockey, right? Wow, you, gonna, you searched hard in your brain for that. Y'all, y'all gonna, y'all gonna talk mad bull hockey. You couldn't just say crap. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a, a group on Strava that's just gonna be us three. Oh, that that's how you want to get. And and, mm. and I'm gonna. It, the name of the group's gonna be called. I'm whooping y'all's tail. 
Remember, remember, wow. I posted, remember I posted a workout on Strava, and I don't know how I did it, but it ended up the time being 23 hours and like 49 minutes. How yeah. did you do that? Because it'll I, stop. Like I did that one day. I forgot to stop it, but it acknowledged that I wasn't moving anymore and stopped it for well, me. He did it on manual because he was doing the exercise bike. Oh. And I forgot to start it, so I just kept up with my time and then went, went and did it manually, and I put it as 23. <laughs> so if you want to start a group, I'll go ahead and actually hey, make it 23. I got my Fitbit linked to it. I got all this stuff happening right. in my circle of well, activity. Fitbit. Oh. I'm going to start a group tomorrow, and it's going to start tomorrow. What's today's date? The 11th? Are we 11th? trying to recruit some people for our group? If they want to get in it, they just message us on Instagram. We'll put them in it. But I'm going to whoop your tail. Both of you. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> I don't see me? that happening. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to do it total miles or total time? And, and pick wisely. I'm gonna say total time because it's not always gonna be a moving workout. No, like it, it'll be. We can. If, we do if, if you pick stuff. total time, it has to be a moving workout. Has well, to. all workouts moving. Let's be fair. Because you'll cheat. You'll get on there and manually put that you did 23 hours and 48 negative. minutes. Negative. You got to click negative. So it's. Why are you playing? It needs to be. I didn't do it on purpose. It needs to be a moving workout, right? So it can track your. Yeah, distance and your time, because you'll cheat, Coney. I know you will. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I'm not. Why? Why would I cheat? Because you. Because you're 17. So. <laughs> so. And all kids cheat. I'm glad y'all two calmed down a little bit. Stop playing with me. Why did you turn the light off? First of all, I feel like I'm sitting in half. Yeah, dark you turned room. the light off halfway through the podcast. I mean, seriously, I mean, seriously. you're like it's dude, dark what in the over world here. You just do. It, it was it was burning me up, it, and, and I was. You chose to. I feel sit like you're there. not a, a chicken egg, had, and that light wasn't really making you hot. Word. <laughs> I had all my notes, all my journal over here. I and want, you turned the light out want, and pulled your glasses way down to the end of your nose because you yeah. can't see nothing because you turned the light out. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure I hit the high points with John. I think come Christmas time, we're going to get you to dress up like the Scrooge and we're going to have you pull your glasses all the way down because that's how you look like when you do it. Wow. The Scrooge. Wow. Coney, that wasn't very nice at all. <laughs> I guess since you know you're going to lose on Strava... <laughs> You might as well try to get a dig when you can. Well, you know what I did win? What? Guess. Oh, here mm-hmm. we go. This third place at the truck show. Best in show. Third best I, in show at I the truck show. I will have to give him some props. His truck did look pretty good. What you, you went. What you I think? did. It did. It did. But I, I was know. just sitting here thinking while y'all were talking. We managed to incorporate our podcast in with this. But I'm going to need y'all to, I mean, other than the ticks. Outdoors in here. A four by four show is outdoors. Yeah, literally called wow. off road, and the road is outside. So if you're <laughs> off the road, you're definitely in the wilderness. That's right. We were on concrete, but the truck is set up to not be on concrete. When have you When have you taken it off roading? I can take it off roading all the time. Buck, buck, Stop playing. Buck used to take every, it hunting every all the time. T- every time we go hunting, we're off road. Yeah. No. That night, technically, I went off-road when I went to my bonfire because yeah. I was on a gravel road, a gravel dirt road. Did you get you bit by it. a tick? No, I'm not weird. <laughs> okay. Hey, Your daddy gets bit all the yeah. time. Does that make him extra weird? Weird. <laughs> I, I hope all the people listening understand what I'm dealing with with Mordecai and Rigby here. I'm just saying. 
I mean, and then we're well, dealing what does with, that make and, you? And we're over here, muscle man. <laughs> <laughs> Believe that you see my guns. I was thinking more like the one with the with the candy in its head. Pop, um, bits. <laughs> you, you are more like pop. More like skips. Well, How you doing? These people don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, no, but I bet they go now and look up the regular show. I mean, that's true. If you got Hulu, you can watch it on there. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Squirrel season's coming up this Sunday. Sunday. So we're going to do a good squirrel hunt. Sunday morning. It's we're on. We're going to kill them. Tree we're gonna rats. Cook them. We're going to eat them. You going to eat one? Ne- negative. Why not? We, me and Daddy killed one not long ago. We killed two. We Remember? killed it last squirrel season, son. What yeah. do you mean not long ago? That ain't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. How do you kill said squirrel? Shoot it. Shoot it? It, <clears throat> it ain't this big. Okay. I mean, what are you shooting it with? Shotgun. Shotgun. 22. 22. Wow. I, guess, I, I guess I'm outside of the... If you're really good, you shoot at it with a bow. I mean, I'm you're trying to blow up the squirrel? I mean, I don't nah. get it. No, nah, it, don't, it don't blow it up. No. But yeah, so we it's got... Weird. Squ- Cody's going to step up our Instagram game and we start putting more videos on there. We have a squirrel in the freezer right now. That's one that G-Money killed. One. That's a fox squirrel. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, that's that, weird. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That, is that good for your outdoor <laughs> fix? <laughs> I feel like you don't have to ask me who the guest is for the next Red-Blooded we, we, Outdoors we podcast. Went, well, let's we be clear. Some, I know it was a book, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah. We went and did some bush hogging. That's outdoors. Yeah, he got the ticks Keeping up from with that. our property. Yeah, some with some property management. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Was a little crossover from the bush hogging and the property management. Yeah. Okay. This was fun. It was. I had a blast. I did too. I really did. I got a book to finish reading. <laughs> once, once again, Cody didn't talk that much. Well, we got to guess. Well, I'm, I'm retaining. We didn't give him much. Uh, I'm a, big, I'm a big retainer of we're, information. We're, we're doing. <laughs> that is not true. Hold that thought. I told you that the daddy on Alaskan Bush People died, and you didn't believe me, and then I Googled it, and then he brought it to your attention, and you're like, I didn't know that. Yeah. We literally had a conversation, Googled it together, and you came at him with like, nobody ever told me that. Retain what? I retained the information. No, you the forgot information the information. The information portrayed in me was the dad from Alaskan Bush People passed away. I'm like, ain't no way. So I went and looked it up. I've retained it now. Now I know L- that he has passed away. Listen, listen to me, y'all. Mm-mm. Both of y'all are valuable co-hosts. <laughs> y'all do not have to fuss and fight. I'm just saying Rigby was a way better character in the y'all, regular show. Y'all both are just as valuable as wow. the next person. So- <laughs> y- y'all do not have to fuss and I fight. I do have value. Yeah. So what was that? Y'all, y'all. <laughs> that was my affirmation stance. Y'all chill out. Like Mary Poppins. Mate, what? Right. He Cooney's got a book to read. He does. He's you got not even halfway through it. Oh, you were you were in trouble, mister. You're in trouble. I'm a super reader. Oh God. Alright, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this crossover podcast. This crazy hot me, mess. Me in the middle of these two co hosts <laughs> trying to flex their muscles at each other. You I'm not, I never flex my muscles. I can't flex my muscles and rip my sleeves. Oh, well. I told you this, and you forgot it. Well, I was in a truck show, and that's outdoors, and you can eat a squirrel. And who, no. come, who come home with a trophy? Wow. Pay mm. me. Pay me. All right, y'all. Praise God. Be his glory. Praise God.
You got anything, Coney? I don't reckon. Really? Jesse. See, y'all co-hosting again. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we can't end the podcast till y'all quit co-hosting. First of all, you need to stop calling me co-host. Okay? That's what you are. I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway. Coney, you got anything? No. Okay. Jessica. No, I'm good. You good? Co-host. I'm good. (laughs) Praise God. We love all y'all. Thank you so much, John. We'll holler at y'all. Bye. Deuces.